So, oh, right, okay. I want to know what we're going to talk about, though, first. Well, th- this is it. We're, we're in. We've started now. Oh, okay. We've started now. So, uh, okay, so <laughs> this is um, crazy times. Everybody's saying these times are crazy. Uh, they say Everybody's saying there's never been a time like now. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what that means, that phrase okay. at a time like now. But let me share some stuff with you. So okay. anybody that was born in the 90s mm-hmm. is going to live to be over 100. Really? That's the expectation of it. Jobs. So AI and automation, we, know, we speak about this all the time, is going to replace the majority of jobs. Mm-hmm. However... There's also reports they will create more jobs. Okay. So I don't know what that means. Now, there's also statistics that the majority of people now with homes will retire with an unpaid mortgage. However, we can become a millionaire overnight. Yes. In this world that we're living now, yet more people will probably not become a millionaire. Okay. And world hunger is a massive thing, mm-hmm. yet we can make meat in a science lab. Mm. And this last one I love, um, they reckon that in less than two years' times, in less than two year time, in less than two <laughs> years' time, we will talk more to bots than our spouses. Bots, robots. Robots. <laughs> and this is the future of work, rest, and play. Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> So, so, so this is this is this is what it's all about. So, I, I have this thing about I might sing each title of the podcast, each okay. area of it, and this one's what's this all about? And all I know is that what 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 what's this all about? Check 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 it out. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we want you. We that. can only go up from here. <laughs> this is why this is a pilot. <laughs> this is a working title. Um, so, what is this all about without singing it? Um, so, if I start with me, I love technology. Mm-hmm. I love geeking out on technology. Um, I obviously work with Google. I help businesses mm-hmm. get get uh, their head around technology and how they can use technology in their business. Um, and I am a geek. However, I also have a dislike for technology as well. I, yeah. I hate the way it's dividing people and I hate the way people are dependent on the technology uh, and I hate the way it's hard to have a conversation with you sometimes because you're using your phone <laughs> when we're trying to talk. Um, so that's me. What about you? I think I'm probably the other side of the spectrum then because like what, how you just alluded to is I'm probably that person that loves social, feels quite comfortable on social and is addicted to my phone, without a doubt. Probably not the worst case of having a phone addiction. I wouldn't go that far. Um, it's not with me now, which is quite wow. staggering. Wow. <laughs> um, but I do rely on it for a lot of things. And I think you obviously are really, really interested in tech and digital But when it comes to things like social and having your phone on you, you're quite comfortable leaving that 
and having that not be a part of what you are and what you do. So that's quite an interesting thought, really, isn't it? I'm the one that's convincing businesses and people to be digital, Mm. yet I'm probably the one that's comfortable not being digital. Mm. And you're the one that isn't telling people to be digital, but the Mm. one that is probably dependent on it more. Um, I guess that's why we might work well together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, might not. Um, And... And I'm a dad as well, which I think is important to say in this conversation and what we're going to talk about. This isn't about convincing businesses how to use technology. This is about us digging deeper into how technology is impacting our, our lives, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And, and suddenly when you bring the, the dad part into the conversation it changes things because you're thinking about it about a future generation yeah yeah um, and i believe you're a mum, are you not i am a mum. funny you should say that <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's important to to say at this point that uh victoria is my wife and <laughs> simon we... is my husband <laughs> <laughs> this is counseling and we have two children yes and our children are two and five years old well remembered. I know, I had to think then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, this whole piece, uh, Future WordPress and Play, is about exploring some developments in technology, but then thinking, so what? Mm-hmm. How's it actually going to impact us and our life? Make sense? Makes perfect sense. So, let's move on to the next section, and let's get into this. So, this section is called, Ooh La La, I Wish I Knew What I Know Now When I Was Younger. And just to keep the You're uh, sing it, tradition you? now, uh, yeah. I wish I knew what I know now when I was younger. No, well, you do better then. <laughs> that wasn't my idea. I'm not going to sing. No one needs wish, to hear that. <laughs> I wish, I wish I knew what I know now. When, I'm, I'm struggling here. You know the song though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Ooh La La by... Um, uh, the Scottish bloke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he wears kilts and uh, he's married to that young blonde one and he keeps swapping his oh. blonde wife. Oh, we might have to take that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not keep swapping him, but I think his last wife looks quite like his other wife. You know what I mean. Old, young. Scottish, old. Oh my goodness! Yes, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. And That's Penny. It. And Penny. And who was the former woman? Don't remember. But similar. I don't think so. Before my time. Right. Okay. But you know the song. <laughs> yes, I know yeah. the song. I wish I knew what I know now. I don't think it sounds like that okay. when Rod sings okay. it. Okay. Let's just crack on. So, so, you're a parent. Yes. I'm a parent. Yes. And it's our job as parents to answer the difficult questions. Yes. Yes. And these questions can range across a whole spectrum. Mm. Um, any any favourite questions you want to throw <laughs> into this mix? Um, oh, one just sprung to mind, but I don't really want to put that out there. Okay, well, it might be the one I'm about to mention. <laughs> so I've got the spectrum of... What happens when you die? Uh, yeah. You know, when a five-year-old yeah. asks you what happens when you die, that's pretty yeah serious, and you, mm. you really got to carefully answer that. Two, 
why doesn't mum have a winky? Oh, yeah, that's one that often comes up. That is a, mm. a popular one. And and our youngest one, he's, he's, he's really got a really popular question at the minute, which is, why? 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 Mm. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? It never ends that why, does it? It never does ends, it? does it? No. Um, and so. it's funny, I remember asking my dad that question. Why? Why? Why is there rocks in the park? Because of this. But why? Why? Oh, you added the but. <laughs> yeah. The but why. That changes it. That. <laughs> We're just getting the why. Yeah. Does that mean we've got a few more years of... Why? And then but why. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, your kid comes home and says, when I grow up, I want to be an accountant. Mm. What do you say to them? Well, first of all, good on them, because I'm terrible at maths. <laughs> So they've got one up on me if they think that that's the career for them. Um, when I think of my children, accountancy isn't something that would necessarily spring to mind knowing their personalities, but then they are just five and two. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one. So let me let me explain a little bit more why I'm asking that question. Okay. So if... Your kid comes to you and says, I want to do X, mm. whatever that X may be. It's your job as a parent, is it not, to say, go for it? Or, do you know what, maybe that isn't something you want to do. Now, when someone says accountant to you, and if mm. we think about future work, do you think there'll be a need for accountants when our oldest is old enough to work? I would like to think not. That sounds awful, <laughs> only because of my own torment with finances. And um, this is no disrespect to any accountants out there that may or may not be listening. Um, it, it doesn't fill you with creativity, in a sense, and um, excitement. It's very black and white. And for people that like black and white and have a good head for, for numbers... It must be really exciting for them, but yeah. So as someone that doesn't quite get numbers, mm. uh, and I'm putting myself in that same category, um, would you prefer that your accounting was done by a machine? Mm. Um, how accurate is that machine? More accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> More accurate, less excuses. Yeah. Quicker. Yeah, I'm all there. Better. I'm all over it. No jargon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now your son comes and says, I'm going to be an accountant when I'm older. What do you say? I'd say, oh, um, fantastic. Great. They might not be around in the future, though. Ah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. You're here. This is what I wanted uh, you to get to. So, yes. Um, so there's a stat um, that's been thrown away at the minute, or thrown about at the minute, not thrown away. Um a third of jobs that will be available for children entering school this year mm. do not yet exist. A third wow. of the jobs that will be out there for kids entering school now don't exist. Isn't, isn't that just amazing to think that? We don't even know what they could be. What could they be? Do you think everyone's just going to end up being influencers, flogging products on social media? So this is one on my list. Uh, I, so vlogging slash influencer is one on this list I've got in front of me where if the kid come home the kid 
our son, our beloved son, comes home and says, I want to be a vlogger, what would you say? Well, he's already said it. He's already said it. And what did you say? Um, okay, was the answer. Although, obviously, nothing's been put out there yet, but I think he quite likes the creativity around capturing moments and little videos and stuff especially if it's got a nice filter and some sparkly glitter <laughs> um it's my masculine son you're talking about <laughs> um so i'm not dead against it but obviously that's something that we haven't actually put out there to a big audience it's just something for family and friends to see um so yeah i, I it's something that's actually on my mind because i do a little bit of social activity around the boys and what we get up to and stuff but I think there's a difference between documenting what you do in family time versus actually becoming your business or the sole focus of what you do um and I think it is a really interesting one because that is something that not just the younger generation but a lot of people are getting into now so is that going to become the future is it a permanent thing is it here to stay or will the market just be fl flooded with lots and lots of people trying to do the same thing? I think, yeah, I think you've just summarised what a lot of people are are feeling. You've either got those people that are totally pro it and mm. they are already doing it and they are doing amazingly well from it. Mm. You know, we've spoken in the past about the kid, Ryan Reviews, who earns £11 million from playing with toys and, mm. and documenting it online. And then everyone else, mm. everyone else that is, has got these barriers about, well, how safe is it? Mm. Or what should I talk about? Um, but it, it's definitely a now thing, but uh, I think you summarised it quite well. And I'll, I'll edit out the bits so you waffled on as well, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay, other jobs. Uh, telemarketing. Marley comes home and says, I want to be a telemarketer. What does that mean these days? Well, that's a telemarketer is someone that picks up the phone and tries to sell you something. Oh. Um... I would never, ever want to put my kid off doing something that they want to do, but, I mean, but it's not... You don't want him to no. be a telemarketer. Okay, that, that, that's, that's the answer I was looking for. Uh, a lawyer. Oh, that's quite interesting. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a profession that you really, really study hard for and work really hard to get to the kind of the pinnacle of your career, and it can be so interesting as well because there's lots of different types of law out there. Yeah, I... I think I think that would be a really interesting route, but like you've said, with accountants, are lawyers going to be around in the future in the capacity that they are in today? So the statistics or the estimations are that uh, ninety-eight percent of what a lawyer does now will be replaced by machines in the future. Ninety-eight mm. percent. But you did say in the capacity that they do now. So I think it's just that the roles will evolve and change. Mm. Um, and obviously that's not all the role. That is just a large part of the data behind the role yeah. and the knowledge. Um, and yeah, you were right with telemarketers. So that's 99% guaranteed that it won't be there as, mm. a, as a job in the future. Um, what about if Marley came back and said he wanted to be an actor? 
think he's already pre- pretty good actor right now. Um, <laughs> I'm falling. <laughs> it's tomorrow Monday. I'm falling. <laughs> Not just that, but he's quite theatrical in many ways. Um, so he says, "I want to be an actor." Oh, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't actually surprise me if he said he wanted to be an actor, um, and it's something that I'd embrace because he's quite a creative person anyway. So. So let me share the stats with you. So um, in the latest Iron Man film, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. I said that right? Yeah. Um, Actors aren't my thing, obviously. Um, (laughs) There was less of him in the film and more CGI of him in the film. So what they're predicting in the future is that actors will actually sell their image to film studios and not actually act anymore. So they literally make up using CGI how he would look in a scenario. Yeah. That, that's almost mind-blowing, though, because you're taking out all the personality oh, and... You are, but you're also taking out the, the problems, the, the fact the actor might not get the words right, the fact that he might not do the stunt exactly like you might want him to do. Mm. It's actually now more cost-effective, they reckon, and certainly with emerging technologies, to not have real people in the film. That's really sad, though, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I think so. And can you imagine how actors and actresses respond to that? Because, obviously, it's their craft and their job, isn't it? And you could argue that a lot of the magic sometimes comes out of actually someone getting it wrong or not doing it how it's scripted and it might even be better yeah so so let's take someone like johnny depp Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of what johnny depp does is it feels like it's in the moment Mm. it's it's just his personality that's coming out is 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 quirms is quirms quirks quirks (laughs) it's an acting term quirms yeah um his quirks um so so i get that i get depending on the sort of role but suddenly someone like robert downey jr where arguably you see his face in an an iron man suit then then he could just be sat in his malibu mansion earning 10 million while they make the film for him and then he can watch it is that fulfilling for robert downey jr though like I think does it just money can be fulfilling? Mm, I don't know. I think maybe I can definitely see its purpose. You know, in big kind of blockbuster type films where they have massive action scenes where they have to use stunt people, where there is like an element of danger associated with that. I'm sure they already use CGI for those kind of things. So I could see its role in certain places but not to really replace an individual no 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 okay okay so the last one in this part Mm. hairdresser okay remind me of the question (laughs) (laughs) so marley comes home yeah says i want to be a hairdresser and 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 you've got your your future parent head on here that you're trying to advise them on going down a career route that is going to be there in the future okay is hairdresser a career that is going to be there in the future I would assume so because it's it again it comes back to kind of creativity and craft. A robot could probably straighten and blow dry someone's hair, but they're not going to be able to create certain looks and things, surely. You don't think? 
uh, are we going to be able to stop hair from growing? <laughs> or maybe make hair grow. <laughs> or maybe make hair grow. <laughs> I think we know a few people that would, uh, that would like that, which I'm talking about parents there in particular, just in case anybody else is listening. Um, okay. Um, yeah, interesting one. Okay, we'll pack that. I don't know that either. I don't know this. <laughs> one, one, I need to Google that to find out. It's, it's something that's always fascinated me. I always thought if, if I needed a plan B, hairdressers always won. Hair always grows and a pair of scissors in your pocket. You could earn a living, couldn't you? You could. You could. We've probably offended most hairdressers. No, I think you have. <laughs> Possibly. But no, you're right. Everyone needs a hairdresser. There's always one everywhere. And mobile hairdressers. Maybe it's more about 24-7 hairdressers so, of the future. Hairdressers on the demand of the consumer. Yes. A little mm. bit like when the WeChat thing that we talked about some time ago about people actually turning up on your doorstep, helping you with various things. You know, you have these dog groomers that turn up to your house with a van and a a, a big washing thing and, and a blow dryer to kind of clean your dog and trim your dog. Maybe that could be the future of hairdressers. Dog, Not in the dog, dog room. coming around and, <laughs> no. and cleaning and cutting people. No, 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 no. But kind of that same principle. <laughs> On the move. <laughs> okay, we're going to continue this theme now. Uh, and I'm going to try my... I won't do my singing this time. Oh, go uh, on. It, I liked it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with it. I, I wish I knew what I know now when I was younger. I wish I knew what I know now. Isn't I it? I wish... I wish that. I wish that. I knew what I know now. When, when I, was I was younger, younger I, I wish that. I knew what I know now. When I was younger. Oh dear, no there one's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so this is. Uh, well, let's take this up a level now. Okay. okay. So, um, life choices. And, and, and being part Ooh. of your family's, your kids' life choices. So you went to university? Yes. And you left home to go to university? Yes, I did. Yeah. And how were your family with you leaving home to go to university? Um, when I went to university, my thing was always about, I actually just wanted to have a different opportunity to actually move away from home. And moving away was part and parcel of going to university for me. So... My family were fine with it, although they missed me and I missed them. Um, it just seemed like the most obvious choice. So when you said to them, from a parent's perspective now, mm -hmm. not from your perspective, I'm going to go, go away to university, so you're leaving home for the mm. first time, they were fine with that? Of course they were a little bit upset. Um, especially because I'm the eldest child in the family, so... I'm sure thinking about myself now as a parent, if my oldest son said, oh, I'm going away to university, I'd just be like, oh, goodness me. Uh, but... But you know from a parent's perspective, it's the right thing to absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So so we've, we've now, as a family, um, say as a family, we've not discussed this with the kids, but uh, spoke <laughs> about uh, moving away abroad ourselves. Yes. Um, San Francisco uh, was was penciled in for a while um, yeah it didn't happen for other reasons and we've briefly um discussed australia very briefly mm. why didn't we do that 
What was the reasons why we didn't do that? Oh, um, I think now as parents, we felt you could tell me if, if I'm wrong. <laughs> we felt that it was um, unfair to take grandchildren away from grandparents and um whilst we'd probably be open to going away for a period of time we always felt that the UK was our home Leeds was our home but we've always flirted with the idea of going abroad haven't we mm. so it's the distance thing it's the distance so for university a couple of hours up the road was fine yes but, but a plane ride to the other side of the world is, is a bit yeah, too far for family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, but from a parent's perspective, you just want the best for your kids. Oh, absolutely. Okay, what about Mars? <laughs> so Marley comes Mars home. Mars bar or the planet. <laughs> Marley comes home from school. Uh, not from school now, this oh, is this is older. Goodness. This is older. And he says, Mum, Dad, um, I, I want to go away. I want to experience... Um, new things and Elon Musk has just opened the colony <laughs> on Mars um, and I would like to go what's the answer um, my initial reaction would be no you are not going <laughs> but, um, but the quality of life is better on Mars uh, oh. you can visit this is so different. We can Skype. This is so different to doing a hundred mile journey to university in the car down the road. You go, you go. It's it's a different planet. Yeah, a different planet. How exciting <laughs> is that? You're gonna you're gonna take that opportunity away from yourself. Okay, so I'll turn it around to you. What would you no, say? I'm, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking the questions here. Um, so, uh, where is this coming from? So. Uh, as you know, I'm sure, Elon Musk is trying to get life on Mars. He predicts that by 2040, so that's 22 years' time, a significant uh, amount of people, thousands or tens of thousands of people, will be living on oh, Mars. Oh, goodness me. Don't, don't you find... I find that both staggering, the tiniest, littlest bit exciting, but mostly frightening. Mm. So frightening. I just... What if there's already people there? Well, there might be. What if they're doing the same? What if they're planning to go to Earth? And parents, Mars parents are saying, no, don't go. <laughs> Is that how they speak on Mars? <laughs> yeah, that's common knowledge, though. Um, yeah, I've, I, I can't even really process that, if I'm honest. That just seems like, that seems like the Back to the Future type stuff, you know, mm. when Doc goes into the future... Like, that's the kind of stuff, if we went into the future now, obviously that's what possibly could be happening. Like, I can't even process that and I guess, in any rational way. I guess that's where the likes of Elon Musk, like, how must their mind work to yeah. even be, one, thinking about that, and then two, actually turning those thoughts into actions and, and starting to build companies and mm. and vehicles that that might make it possible, it's, it's mad. I guess this is the thing, though, and I guess these are the types of people that spark these amazing new technologies and opportunities for people because I think you've got to have that um, 
to make those kind of things happen. You know, if you think about Richard Branson and how amazing he is in like his balloon flights around the world and all those kind of wacky, crazy things that he did. And then you look at Elon Musk and other people that are just taking what you think is quite radical um, adventures almost, mm. but they might well be a reality in the future. But without those people even exploring why yeah. we'll never know. They are like, um, what do you call them? Pioneers. Pioneers, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Modern day pioneers. Yeah modern day Christopher Columbus yeah. except rather yeah. than going to the other side of the world they're going to different planets possibly yeah trying to yeah okay perfect okay so just to wrap up this section um so back to Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr um to say I'm not interested in actors and all my quotes have been from actors <laughs> so far so he actually based Iron Man on Elon Musk Really? Mm, so the whole Robert Downey Jr. did. Robert Downey Jr. based the the role of Iron Man, is it Stark? Uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark uh, on Elon Musk as like an, an eccentric oh my pioneer, and, and that makes a bit of sense. now. Yeah, it does. Um, anyway, <laughs> is that all we got to say on that? No, I don't have anything else to say on that. <laughs> So, 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 we, look, th this first part is really just to sort of set the, the scene and the tone and, um, and, and going forward, what we'll do is we'll really dig dive, dig dive, <laughs> we'll deep dive into certain areas. Really? No, yeah. I think we should just keep going with it. You know, going forward, we're going to deep dive into areas where we want to really explore good and bad yeah. around technology. Um, so couple of things you'll like these the first thing is we all know you chop a worm in half and what happens <laughs> didn't expect you to say that what happens what does happen when you chop a worm in half you don't it's know. fine no, what do you mean it's fine <laughs> i don't know what you're so so i need to google this this is again i'm i'm skirting around this this is an episode in itself what i'm about to talk about but the flatworm when you chop a flatworm in half it grows back the other half. So it doesn't kill it. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I think if you get it bang on halfway, <laughs> you get two worms. Okay. Right? So if you chopped it not halfway and one Just end was tweak smaller... the tail, it's like, yeah. oh, I'll leave the tail, but I'll grow a new tail. Does that mean you'll get a mini worm no, and a long worm? I don't think so. I think that means the tail dies... But the worm just grows another tail. Which is the tail part? Do you, is it obvious on a worm? Well, if you ask him <laughs> the head part, he'll speak out of. So that's probably how you find out. Um, but I think, I think on a flat worm, and this is a particular type of worm, you cut it bang in half mm. and it replicates two, you get two worms from it. So it must have two heads though then if, it's, if you're doing it bang in half. Or is there a worm out there going around that's got two bottoms? <laughs> we need to google this don't we we, we need do. we need to get more these information these are the big here. questions these are the big questions <laughs> that are keeping me awake at night anyway anyway why am i talking about this because we don't know why this happens mm -hmm. like this is why are we talking about this more well, this is amazing isn't it 
This is amazing. Yeah, it yeah, really you know, is. I could, if I chopped you in half now... I'm not going to grow back. You're not going to grow back. <laughs> and, and, and we've just decorated it. And anyway, that... <laughs> I, don't know what, I, I don't know where I was going there with that. <laughs> I'll take that bit out. That's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, but um, but a worm, a flatworm, grows back. Anyway, anyway, we we can't figure this out as humans. We okay. can't get our heads around... Someone must have figured that one out. We figured out that it happens. We don't figure out why, why it happens. And they put the DNA of the flatworm into machine learning and in 45 minutes it figured out why it happens now i'm quiet because i'm just yeah i'm quiet because i'm just processing that you they put the dna from the flatworm yeah into a computer into a computer yeah and and said to the computer in, in why did you do that why does the worm grow back yeah, and, and it told them bottom. the answer. And he said, oh, here's why. That's crazy. Yeah. Is That's that good right. or scary? So how many more things can we do that with? Oh. Uh, See, this is where I start. I know we're talking ridiculous things here in terms of chopping worms in half. This is not ridiculous. This is a miracle. Well, no, it is a miracle. Sorry, I rephrase that. I know we're talking about a worm, which on the grand scheme of things is small. that's ridiculous in itself but if we can take the dna from a worm and say why did you do that why can't you take the dna from cancer Mm. and say cancer why are you so so horrible Mm. well i mean i'm thinking you can i'm sure obviously advances in in cancer research and treatments have come on so much and there are medication and um certain cures for certain types of cancers Mm -hmm. but why can't we just say to all cancer now like why do you do that we'll learn from you you know you know like in the word i know this i'm not belittling it because cancer is an evil thing um this is an opportunity to find out more shall they well it is i think we've been obsessed with finding a, a cure but maybe we've got an opportunity to understand why better Hmm. You know, and maybe if we understand why better, then the cure will come as a byproduct of that. And that's where yeah. suddenly advances in technology could, will pretty much change everything, I'm sure of it. Hmm. Uh, but good or bad, because if we're predicted to live over 100 years of age already and we can fix all these diseases, are we meant to live that long? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's a difficult the, question, that is. from worm to yeah. to world-changing answers there. I know. Okay, let's keep this deep, 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 serious, serious theme going. What about a knife that you can cut bread and it toasts the bread at the same time? <laughs> now that's good, isn't it? So you know... This is, do you know what? We're going down the route now of, you know, those those things um, a little while ago at Christmas time that were all quite fashionable, buying banana guards... Plastic oh, no. containers so your banana doesn't get squashed in your bag on your well, way to work. This is a, I don't know about this world. This is it. This is out there. I think the toasting knife bread cutter is the new banana guard. I th- it's not. What? It's not around to stay. I'm with you. I can see. I can see problems. I can see oh. kids burning themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not I with see... you then. I'm, I thought you were saying was the banana guard a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think it was just a fad, wasn't it? A fad? You're saying if you've got a banana guard out there, let's see. 
Surely. Isn't it? There's a health and safety risk for a start. On our surface in our kitchen is that toaster. And all that happens is crumbs build up under that toaster. We can just get rid of that toaster. We can just cut it with a knife. You get nice, freshly cut, <laughs> toasted bread. That's a game changer. Still going to get crumbs, though. When you, when you cut the loaf of bread... It's just going to be yeah, on the... We'll give it some more thought. Are you, are you pro or against? <laughs> and also, is it going to have settings on the knife as to how toasty you want the bread? Because oh, yeah. in a toaster, you've yeah. obviously got one to five, maybe even six. Yeah, and, and I'm just thinking about it now. Don't and it's only going to taste one side. Well... Or is it like a double... You get a pre-toast of one side of the bread with the previous cut, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. It's wastage, though, isn't it? What, a waste of a toasted side? A waste of one side at the initial first slice. Your crust. Your crust. No one eats the crust. To be fair, that's right. No one eats the crust. So so we're pro-toasting now? No, I'm not. That is just just nonsense. Well, we might not dedicate a whole episode to that one, then. Mm. Um, Okay, this is one that we have to... We have to dedicate a whole episode to because this this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, the listeners can't see your face, but your face <laughs> didn't say amazing. Then your face <laughs> said you got something you need to do or go or do. <laughs> so, um, replaying dreams. Oh goodness me! It's a thing. It happens now in China. They've figured out a way that you oh. can actually make a picture of a dream you've had the night before a, a computer can replicate a picture of a dream that you've had how does that work though so we'll, we'll cover that in the episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to show my lack of knowledge now so i'm going to do a lot of research okay. for that episode. but in principles would you want to replay your dreams um Oh, not my nightmares. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's really w- no. No is the answer. No, because that is just getting. I think I think we're now crossing the line between reality and non-reality, virtual, virtual reality almost. And no, I think that's weird. Um, I think. Dreams are there in the moment and they're lovely. Sometimes you wake up and think, oh, that was a nice dream. And sometimes you can't even remember. I guess I that's the whole remember. point. But are we then spending too much time thinking about what's not reality and not living for the moment? It's almost like I could get, I could see people getting really wrapped up in all of this and mm. becoming really obsessed. You know, Black Mirror type episode here. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. But what if... Virtual is better than reality. So mm. escapism. So what if I could put on my virtual headset and not see those crumbs <laughs> under the toast? <laughs> You'd be really happy. I never knew those crumbs were bothering you so much. So did I, to be honest. So. So... so Let's pick some of these up. 
let's deep dive into some of them. I'll let you have a say uh, what you're going to do. And um, and let us know. Let us know if there's something we've yes. talked about or, or a, a topic you want us to discuss or something you want to come on and discuss yourself. Let us know. This is about taking technology and cool stuff and headlines and, and talking about them. And so what? What does it mean? Um, so on Twitter... I am Simon underscore McCaskill. Let's catch you that one. Uh, and on Instagram, I'm at Digital Simon. And uh, I just want to end with the quote from Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Do you know it, Vic? It's a great quote. I'll let you say it, though. The future is what you make of it. So make it a good one. Thanks, Vic. Thank you.